look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. You know, Faisal, it's uh, RSP time. We're turning to that. People are Is looking it at already. Yeah, I know really? it happens fast, doesn't it? <laughs> Every year. Every year it comes along. Now you you can contribute, or in some cases you can withdraw. Right? Yeah, that's been a big question from a lot of our listeners and our clients: of should I take my RSPs early? Right meaning withdraw out of my RSPs early or not, and what's the benefits, what's the drawbacks. We do some calculations for our clients to determine in their specific situation what it's like, but, but there's some, some things that people need to know about when drawing down their, their RSPs or their, their retirement savings early. And mm-hmm. so we had uh, a great uh, piece that was published um, uh, from Jonathan Chevro, and I believe it was the, the Globe, and uh, maybe we should... Get a bit more information. On well, this. I think it's a it's a it's a topic of conversation that we that a lot of people ask about, right? So we thought, well, let's bring in uh, let's bring in an expert. Jonathan's been a, re- a regular recurring guest on the show, and Jonathan Chevro, for you that don't know, is the founder of Financial Independence Hub. He's also the co-author of Victory Lap Retirement. Jonathan, welcome back to the show. It's always good to be here. I might add that I did a piece like that for Money Sense about a year ago. So oh, that's uh, right. Similar sort of thing. That's right. A good freelancer always recycles and reuses. You know. <laughs> well, listen, Happy New Year to you. And let's maybe start our conversation right off the bat with um, tell us a little bit about why somebody uh, would actually choose or consider drawing from an RSP early and not waiting until they have to, uh, you know, they're forced to do that. Well, I, I think this is primary. There are two kind of people. You know, there, I, I am addressing in, in Retired Money, which is the Money Sense column, the sort of people in their 60s who are sort of in between full-time employment and actual full re, uh, retirement. Correct. Uh, so they're probably in the lower tax bracket. But it can also apply to your, your listeners who are a lot younger, but maybe they've been laid off, right? Mm-hmm. So they've been RSPing for 10 or 15 years and, you know, why do people RSP? I think the number one motivation is to get the big refund. Uh, if you're in the top tax bracket, which in a lot of places in Canada now is about fifty percent, you know, if you make more than two hundred grand, uh, you're 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 highly motivated to uh, to uh, get that refund. But when you're in a lower bracket, either because uh, you know you're, you've been laid off or because you're in semi-retired and you're no longer drawing a big paycheck, uh, all of a sudden you're in these lower brackets, like 15%. So it makes sense to, if you got a, if you got your money in to get a 50% tax break, and you can actually, cause remember when you turn 71, an RSP eventually has to go into a RIF or it has to be annuitized. At that point, you have these forced taxable annual withdrawals. They start at 7% or so, and they go up to 20% past that when you're in your 90s. That's a big tax hit. So if you can, it, it, when you're temporarily in a low bracket, so the pieces we are describing talk about topping up the bracket. Now we can go into the details if you want. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. a key piece here, Dave. But one thing that oh, people have to remember is that the RRSP, the Registered Retirement Savings Plan, although it's called a retirement savings plan, it's really all about taxes. At the end of the day, you can save for your retirement in any way you want to. The retirement savings plan is just a vehicle that lets you defer the tax at some time in the future, but you're saving today on the tax when you make the deposit. The tax-free savings account can be used for retirement, which is tax-free. The, ta- the tax-free savings account is a great opportunity for that. So I think this is all about taxes. And so what many Canadians may not understand 
understand, Jonathan, is that there is um, there is a tax component to this, and what do they need to look out for? So you're topic, talking about topping up to the bracket or topping up to bracket. What, what do you mean by that, and what are some of the key numbers that people need to be aware of before they start going down the path of should they withdraw or should they not withdraw early from their RRSPs? Yeah, well, first of all, remember that, that when you do your tax return, the first 12000 roughly speaking, is tax-free, right? It's like a 0% tax. Like You have a student who works at Tim Hortons and makes 12000 They don't get taxed at all. They may take it at source, but when they do their returns, they'll end up paying 0%. So everybody, including the rich, the first 12000 is free. So it makes sense that if you've lost your job or you're retired, that you should move heaven and earth to at least bring in $12,000 a year. Every, so if, if your only source of funds is your RSP and you have, let's say, half a million, it would make sense the first year of your being in the lo, in zero tax bracket to take out that first 12000 No-brainer, right? Because right. you're paying 0% tax. And then, but then there's the, equally the next big bracket you want to top up to would be about $42,000. That's the federal rate of around 15%. Again, you'd agree that's a lot better than paying 52%. Uh, after that, it's the law of diminishing returns. And the article talks about maybe taking up to about 72000 or so dollars. Uh, at that point, you get into all these other considerations like the OAS clawback if you're a senior, not a consideration if you're a, a young person laid off. Uh, and then there's also the other consideration whether you should delay CPP and OAS to 70 to get a, a bigger return. That's a separate conversation, not really involving tax, but, but they, you, you, all, you need this holistic view of your government benefits. How much tax did you pay when you got your refund? How much tax are you paying currently? Is that likely to remain the case? Are you gonna, are, or, or, or if you're a young person, are you going to be reemployed and end up back in the top tax bracket again? So there's a lot of moving parts here, which is probably why it's kind of a complex topic to write about. Which is why it's also important to have a tax expert involved in this, especially for those who are in, in income brackets that are a little bit higher, and maybe one spouse may be lower, and there's a little bit of multiple moving parts like you mentioned. Um, we all, I also want to mention to people that if you are uh, unemployed or, or laid off and you're seeking EI, you might want to check on that because taking money out of income may reduce your EI exposure. So look into the rules of that. I'm not an expert in that level, but I know there's some, there's some impacts if you're receiving other sources of income uh, and other social benefits. So be aware of that. But beyond that, I think what the key component is, is that it needs to be looked at, Dave, every single year because it may change in yeah. people's situation. Yeah. We've seen that in our practice. Yeah. People's situation changes on a year-by-year basis. Tax rules change. So getting the advice. But I like the fact that we've got you know $12,000 of income is pretty much tax-free across the country. Let's get that figured out. And then there's the next level is $42,000. That's, that's the top of the bottom tax, tax bracket, bracket or the federal, first, federal, the federal tax, tax bracket. Yeah, so, it's 15%. And then uh, depending on the province, it might be another five. At least on Ontario, it's five. might be a little different in B.C., um, the one other thing, I just on this point, though, let's say you say, oh, well, I need 20000 to live on. I don't want to pay that 15%. The other option, of course, is after you, you bring in 12000 from your RSP, tax-free, uh, you can also take money out of your tax-free savings account. By definition, that's not going to bump you to another tax bracket either. So yeah. you have those two safety lines there. You're taking from both of the RSP and the TFSA, if need be. Good thing about TFSA is you can easily, you can always recontribute, although it's the next year, uh, to get back your room. And then yeah, 
I think that's an important point, though, Jonathan. I think but people have to remember that the RRSP and the TFSA for contributions are done a little bit differently, that if you withdraw out of a TFSA, you can recontribute the following year of whatever you've taken out on on, on that um, maximum amount per year. Um, But in an RRSP, once you withdraw, there is no recontribution unless you have earned income which you then can use that as part of your calculation for your for your RSP contribution. So they need to be aware of those two things. So this is where it gets more complex. Like you said, so many moving parts. I think it's a great conversation to have. I just think there needs to be a bit more analysis done before you go out and just start pulling money willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah Jonathan- no, you certainly need some, some expert advice. And keep in mind, two RSPs, you can also, if you want to go back to school, there's a lifelong learning program where you could take money out, and then you have to recontribute. You're forced to recontribute over the years, 10 years, I think. Uh, and same thing with the home ownership yeah. uh, uh, plan. So those are two other things that one can do. Jonathan, we want to thank you for joining us again. It's always a pleasure to have you and uh, continue the great writing and, uh, and the awareness and the education. Thank you. Anytime. We've been joined by Jonathan Chevro. He's the founder of Financial Independence Hub. He's also co-author of Victory Lap Retirement. I think you can get that on Amazon.com if you're interested. Uh, Faisal, I think that the you know the takeaway here, and, and I think Jonathan said it exactly right, that um, it's a complex topic to write about because it is case-specific, right? Yeah, and yeah. This, this is what people have to take away is you need to think about your individual circumstances and those individual circumstances can change on a year by year basis. And and here's why I say that uh, that you need to review it on a year by year basis is because one thing that's common amongst our listeners and our clients is no one wants to overpay in taxes, right? right? So we're all in the same ship there. Okay. Once we're all in that same boat, we want to understand how much more are you taking out? What kind of tax implications? What will it impact you in the future? A tax analysis generally only takes a snapshot of today. What's the best situation for your tax side today? Where a financial plan, retirement plan, and everything else that gets involved also comes into play is where where you need to look at um, your financial goals in the long term. Because even though taking out an RSP withdrawal today might be right tax-wise, the future growth may be eliminated. And we've done some analysis for some clients where we've said it may not work out for you. It may not be in your best interest long-term to to take it out now versus deferring. So again, case by case. And I think this is where building, especially as you transition to or live in retirement, you want to build that team of tax experts, financial experts, retirement planning, investment management, all that, you know, estate planning, all that together in one big group. And you've got a collaborative force that will help you out. Yeah, I think that's important. It's not just about income today, even it's about estate, as you said, as well. So what does a tax bill look like at the end of the day? So there's lots of moving parts there. Okay, let's leave it at that, because I think you summed it up great. But we do have an upcoming seminar. And one of the things we're going to be talking about is cash flow, efficiency of cash flow, supporting that life style. That's coming up on uh, January 23rd. Yeah, that's January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seat, so give us a call, 966-8400-966-8400, or go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.